Welcome to the Healthy Christian Leader Show. Our vision is to see healthy leaders leading healthy churches that transform communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Together, we're on mission to be encouraged, focused, and equipped for harvest. Many times as Christian leaders, we spend all of our time pouring out and serving others. But the reality is we need to consistently take time to reflect on our inner life with God. We believe that the best and most effective ministry flows out of people who are leading from a sense of health and wholeness in their relationship with God, their relationship with themselves, and their relationship with others. In this show, we take time to delve into biblical principles, practical strategies, and inspiring stories that are gonna help you in your journey of becoming a healthy Christian leader. So, with that being said, let's jump in and begin to think deeply about our own leadership and life with God as we grow on this journey together. Welcome to the Healthy Christian Leader Show. And I have with us uh, our guest, Pastor Chris Ivany. Uh, he leads at Rock Church yeah. in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and uh, just a fantastic leader and uh, also a good friend. And uh, we've been talking about the cultivation of yeah. leader health. Yeah. And um, this is part two of a discussion. And uh, maybe for those who are just joining us right now, you can tell us a yeah. little bit about yourself yeah. and where you serve. Yeah and uh, kind of lay a little bit of a foundation that we can take off into sure. our second segment. Absolutely. Yeah, I, as Dwight said, I, I, I'm lead pastor at Rock Church. I've been there uh, on staff since 2007, though I grew up in the church. Um, but I became the lead pastor in 2018 um, and finished about a year and a half in that position before uh, the pandemic hit. And uh, I experienced some stressors that kind of led me to a a journey towards paying attention to my health uh, for the sake of certainly the call of God in my life, for my family, for myself and those I lead. So, mm. yeah. So we have a congregation of uh, four or 500 people yeah. and there's all kinds of different ideas yeah. that come to the table in terms of how you might deal with a pandemic, yeah. which was the illustration that you gave in our last gathering yeah. when we were talking about yeah. it. That wasn't an easy chore, was it? It, it was not. And uh, it was a, there was something happening from every side. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. Didn't matter what I did, uh, not half, 100% half, but sometimes it felt like it. Yeah. Half of the people wouldn't like it while the half would appreciate it or a lot of times you make a decision and everyone didn't like it, yeah. but it was the best you could do uh, in the moment. And uh, I wasn't appreciating how these things were just slowly wearing me down. Mm. And I didn't feel I could express it to anybody because everyone was experiencing somewhat the same thing. Maybe not making the decisions I did, but you know, when we were locked down in our homes, you were locked down in your home. Mm -hmm. Like when we were navigating things at the church, you were also navigating things with your business and all these things seem to be happening. So. Who was I going to talk to? What was I going to say? That was my, my thought. And I reached one critical point where um, I just realized, you know what? I can't make another decision. I uh, shocked myself and the staff with uh, a response I had to a very minor thing uh, around the boardroom. And uh, as a result of that, I had a little bit of a blow up. And, uh, and thankfully, uh, with the Lord's help, he put me on a better and healthier path. 
that I continue to implement to this very day. In fact, this very morning, mm. um, that has served me very well, served my family very well as a result. I think served the staff and the church well, um, to, to include them in it as well. So, yeah. well, and you know, the story you shared was such a great illustration because I think sometimes when we're going on in leadership, you know, we've got you know demands on us that are just consistent yeah. and continuing and uh we've got to answer one person's question then another and make decisions about this and that and sometimes we become unaware of just how drained we are like out of touch i remember uh you know being years ago being uh going through a season that was really heavy and uh just huge demands on me and krista and i were on our way to the airport and uh, we were just about to get on the plane, and out of nowhere, I started to cry. Yeah, and I scared myself like yeah. I couldn't believe. I've never had that happen before or yeah. since. And uh, I don't know even know why I cried, but I cried. Yeah, and uh, right there in the middle of the airport, I was just so exhausted and so tired. And you know, I should have never let myself come right. to that place where oh, I'm on my way to a holiday, this is going to be fixed. I should be maintaining that health. That's right. How do you know? Well, how do you know what part? Well, how do, you, how, how do we become self-aware okay. of our yeah. needs? Well, here, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you immediately become self-aware, but as I put into practice things that I knew would make me healthy, Yes. I became more self-aware. That's very good. And so I, I think most leaders are either, I'd like to think that they would be proactive in their health, but most of us are reactive, mm -hmm. right? I'm burnt out. I need a, I need a vacation or a day off. It, you'd never give yourself a week because that would be crazy. You'd take a day or an afternoon. Mm -hmm. Just need an afternoon. Well, not, by the time you get to that point, afternoon's not going to do anything right. for you, right? Yeah. Or I need a week or... I'm away for the month or in a pastor's context, I need a sabbatical, right? Uh, but if we would just treat ourselves, and I think we may have mentioned this in the, the previous chat we had, if we would treat ourselves like our own best friend, mm -hmm. right? Pay attention to our health while we're healthy, as healthy as you can, when these moments come and they inevitably come, you'll be more self-aware, you'll have a greater understanding of these stressors as they're happening, rather than them all pile up and to your example, be in the middle of an airport crying and you're like, I don't know why this is happening. Right. It's because you just can't process it. It's too much. I like what you just said a moment ago where you were saying, once you put a structure for self-care together, you become more self-aware. It just happens. Yeah, and it makes total sense because as leaders, if we don't have that place of reflection and that place of consideration exactly. of how we're doing exactly we basically have no recourse that's right but put our head down yeah. keep going and and, and and the thing you're doing is good mm -hmm. right yeah and you we're taught and it's not wrong we need to sacrifice for the greater good mm -hmm. it's not about me it's about jesus and his church mm -hmm. i'll put it in my context absolutely true right uh and so you because it's such a good thing you just keep focusing on that and focusing on that while missing that 
if I was healthier in this moment, I think we would be able to do more. God would do more through me because he could trust me with it or I could hear his vo voice better or I would just be in a pl place of rest and peace where, you know, the Holy Spirit's just free-flowing well, through me. It's so interesting because, uh, you know, there's a, an expression a friend used to use years ago. Uh, you can't teach what you don't know and you can't lead where you won't go. Right. You know, we all want to see churches filled with people who are hearing God's voice, responsive to uh, God's direction and leading and, and fully trusting him. Mm -hmm. And yet, how do we foster that yeah. if that's not being developed and fostered in our own life? That's right. And so for me, when that moment happened, Mm -hmm. And I realized I have to do something. Now, some of it, some of when it, because I was in that moment, I had to respond to the trouble. Yeah. So the staff really rallied around and said, so I went back in and apologized to them. And, and they said, listen, it's okay. They sat there for about 45 minutes just chatting because it took me 45 minutes to be brave enough to go back in. <laughs> Plus, I wanted my wife to come as I, I called her to check in on them. So yeah. she, she kind of paved the way for me to be able to come back in. And um, they said, okay, here's, you're obviously, a lot's going on, and it, it makes sense. Like, there's a lot happening. And, and we're all looking to you to make decisions. So here's what we're saying um, we should do. You don't preach this week. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I already got my notes ready. And they said, well, that's great. Save them. Preach them another time. So-and-so's going to preach instead. And uh, I just listened to them. I let them lead me. I said, okay. And they said, here's another thing we're going to do. We're going to, uh, you're going to take some time off. You're going to leave your cell phone right here. Way too many people have that cell phone number. Just leave it here. We'll put a little out-of-office message on it. If they need, it, need to contact you and it's an emergency, they can contact one of us. Mm -hmm. Go take some rest. And, you know, um, we'll handle all your appointments. We'll handle everything. So that was great. So I was... I was free to kind of focus on. That's huge. Like, it's huge. Yeah, because what you're talking about really here is living in community. Yeah, absolutely. And being in a community, being part of a community that's caring and nurturing yeah. and watching out for us. And, and I knew 100%, and that's the team. I'm so blessed. The team we have where I am, it, it, the trust level is so high because it, it was only for me. It's just like, just, just go do this. Do this for you. We got the rest of it. We need you to be healthy so we can go do the things that God's calling us to do. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And within that time, God really spoke to me about some things I just needed to implement. Yeah. One of the things was I needed to go and be a part of something I didn't lead. Mm -hmm. Where I could just go sit mm -hmm. and listen. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, the thing that I do is I go to a chapel service. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never spoken at it. They've never asked me. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, it's a time of worship. It's a time of prayer. And I just go sit and I listen mm. and I pay attention to what God's saying to me. Mm -hmm. Right. As much as I would love to say I can do that while I'm at Rock Church, mm -hmm. even if I'm not preaching, you're leading. You're, you're thinking of things. You're assessing how the whole thing's going. You're wondering how the, the congregation is responding. You're silly as it might seem. You're wondering like... Is that song going to end? Does that guy know it's time to get up to do the announcements? Right. Are we ready for that video that's going to play? It's You're just, on. It's just all happening yeah. at once, mm -hmm. right? 
So now I just go and I, I, I've been doing it now well over a year and a half, mm -hmm. just going and sitting and just making relationship with the, the people that are there, certainly. But and every time I'm there to wait, every single time the Lord speaks to me, mm -hmm. just as I would believe and pray for happens to people right. when they come to church. It's just that I'm, it's not that God's not speaking to me, but he's typically speaking to me about others and not about myself in those moments. So I did that, and that's been um, a saving grace. Mm. The other thing that I did was I uh, decided to go visit um, a Christian uh, counselor, a Christian psychologist, mm -hmm. a psychologist who's a Christian. I always like to make yeah. that distinction. It's not a special designation of study to be a Christian psychologist. Right. It's a right. psychologist that happens to be a brother of ours. Yes. And why I like doing that is because I have great relationships, I have great friends, mm -hmm. but because we know each other so well, yes. yeah. we, 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 we can finish each other's sentences in lots of ways. And we say, oh, I know, I remember that. And I don't have to explain it to you mm -hmm. because we have some shared experiences. Well, with this gentleman, it's not that way. So now I have the responsibility of trying to express to him in my own words, mm -hmm. what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. And just that process brings great insight to me. Yeah, let's dig a little deeper on yeah. this point because this is really good. I, do you think that uh, pastoral leaders feel a sense of ease at going to um, a psychologist or a counselor? No. No. Yeah, How did you feel initially? Um, well, it wasn't the first time I had done it. So um, there was a, a circumstance when I was uh, interim pastoring for a, uh, just a few months. Our pastor was on sabbatical and there was a suicide in our congregation. And I actually was the person who found mm. um, found the guy that committed suicide. And so within that, um, I just felt the Lord prompted me, you know what, I, you should go talk to somebody about this. The experience. Yeah. That's right, because I, I just didn't know what to, to do or to think about it. But my fear was, knowing my personality, I would wait a couple months and somewhat forget about this. But six months after, after that, I'd be waking up in cold sweats and not knowing what's going on. Or to hate to use your example, but crying in the airport, cause, yes. but not knowing. Not knowing why. So I just felt the Lord just say, you know what, why don't you just do this? And so I did. So I had a little bit of a, an experience with it already, and so I had a, I had a comfort with it. Mm -hmm. um, I know people can be resistant to it because it, it feels, maybe it's a guy thing too, it makes it feel weird to go just share your feelings, but it's not like I'm sharing my feelings all the time, it's just, we're having a conversation. Well, sometimes, honestly, I think pastors feel like they have to have all the answers. Oh, and, that could be too. And, you know, they need to be the source. Yeah. And I'm keenly aware I have very few answers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I had maybe I had a leg up. I'm not sure. I don't know. But it's an important investment in our lives yeah. as leaders. Yeah. Like I, to me it seems that it would be an ongoing positive experience because as leaders you know i i once heard uh you know uh the uh in a book that you know leadership is like going for a walk yeah 
in the woods at hunting season with a bullseye on your back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it really is. There, it, in leadership, the challenge is we do get shot at from time to time. Mm. Have you ever been shot and it hurt? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. And sometimes we need to process that. Like, you know, sometimes the issues are how we're perceiving things and looking at things, and we need someone to help us process yeah. that. Yeah. Um, maybe other times it's pain. What kind of things would leaders process in an environment like that? Well, for me, it's, um, again, it's great because the guy I go to, he has no, he has no concept of what's going on in the life of the church. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know. Right. And so because I have to explain it to him what's happening, I get the opportunity to actually hear myself say things out loud that I maybe don't to other people or even couldn't to other people because of my, my position of leadership, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, um, I'm not sure how to, how to give a, a, an appropriate example to this, but just if I experience something and I say, you know what, I'm not sure, but every time, here's a great one. Every time I go to um, a, a gathering with pastors, but I was like this when I was an insurance adjuster before I was a pastor. In my brain, I go, these guys are different than me, or I'm different than them. These guys are actual pastors. These are legit dudes. They know what they're doing. And I admire them. I, I admire all pastors. doesn't matter, big church, small church. There's something about them, and I, I just sit in awe of them. But I feel like I'm the odd duck out for whatever reason. I don't know what that is, right? I still don't know what that is. But who do I, who would I say that to? Mm -hmm. Who would I have a conversation with that about? Not my staff. So what? What? Why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Right? They're not gonna. Other than saying, "Oh, come on, you're one of them. It's fine." This guy doesn't do that. He goes, "Why do you think you feel like that?" Yeah. Put some more words to it. Mm -hmm. How often have you felt like that? What other situations have you felt like that? Mm -hmm. And that process of digging just allows, I think, time for me to be reflective, mm. and for the Holy Spirit to start speaking into some things as he has on many, many occasions. And so that side of it, I'm not even 100% sure I'm answering your question, Dwight, so I apologize, but it's been so valuable that I go, I continue to go. Every six weeks mm. I go, not because there's something wrong, but because it continues to be good. And it's important for me, and I feel this before the Lord, to love myself enough mm. before God to do this, to, to continue with this habit. And it's produced, I would say, such fruit that um, it was to the point where I think both the board and the staff said, continue doing this. We happen to have some coverage through our medical, and they said, if the coverage gets exhausted, we will, we will keep paying the for these because um, it's just been really good. So that chapel time I go to every week, of course, I've increased... Uh, my time before the Lord personally mm -hmm. in reading and in praying and just just a renewed dedication to that um, but also you know going in and talking to a guy just sharing things figuring things out mm. and uh, and loving myself enough to to do that and to continue doing it even when I feel better because I feel great mm. and we keep having the conversation every time we 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 meet the guy I, I talk to goes 
dude, you're doing great. Are you sure you want to come back? I said, I, absolutely. Cause I, there's something about this process that is life giving to me and I don't want to cut it off. So what I hear you saying is really what you have done is to develop healthy rhythms yeah. that nurture yourself That's a great way to put it. Uh, on an ongoing basis. I'm hearing you talk about nurturing your soul, mm -hmm. the spiritual side of your life by going into that chapel and yeah. connecting with the leaders in another ministry altogether. Yep. Completely different. I hear you talking about really monitoring rest. Yep. You know, you know, the time on, the time off. Yep. And going to um, a good therapist that is able to a uh, counselor, psychologist that's able to uh, ask the appropriate questions for you to, to process deeper and more effectively, more a better reflection. Correct. Who is also a person of faith. So faith is instantly, faith is instantly it's included in it because if I can't talk about faith, yeah. I mean, when I'm, I got nothing to say because no. <laughs> that's how I process everything. So we've got about five minutes okay. left. So let's just think about it this way. Yep. We've got listeners all over uh, the globe, actually, because this will be broadcast in Europe and Asia, yeah, here in Canada. Um, tell me, what advice would you give to leaders who are just saying, I am really, really tired? Yeah. I would, the first thing I would say is, you're worth the same time and attention that you give the people you lead. You're worth your own time. You're worth spending money on yourself, right? You're worth devoting yourself to getting healthy. It, you deserve it in that way. You're valuable enough. And if you would first do that, like I, like we, I think we started off with, just approach yourself as if your own, you're your own best friend. There's lots of times I don't feel like going to the chapel, but I say to myself, as if I'm talking to my friend, as if I was talking to you, dude, we're going to that chapel. Get in the car. We're going. I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if it's cold. We're doing this because it's good for you. You need to do it. Do that with my Bible time. Someone else is crying for attention. I need, they need to see me. They need, okay, you can see me, but I have to take some time for myself here too. Mm -hmm. I have an appointment to say with myself in that regard before the Lord. If you would do that, if you would start off with that mentality and really pursue health the same way you would encourage anyone else to, Right? If you weren't feeling well, if you know, you're like, oh, I, I feel a little something in my heart. Oh, it's probably nothing. I'm like, no, let's go. I'll drive you. Let's go check it out. Let's pay attention to those things. Mm -hmm. If you would do that for yourself, I think the Holy Spirit would lead you on a great journey to becoming healthier and healthier, as well as leading you to those people that will help you get in that place and stay in that place. Mm -hmm. Once you feel better, don't stop doing the things that got you there. That's, I think, a big mistake that people make, right? It's a great analogy. I know we have to close. In North America, statistically, of all the people that go to the doctor and they get a prescription for whatever's ailing them, only half of them fill the prescription. Isn't that incredible? Of the people that fill the prescription, mm -hmm. only half of them actually take the medication to the end. Wow. So if you would just do that, if you would follow the prescription all the way through, mm -hmm. love yourself enough to identify that there's something that's off, find out whatever's going to bring healing to it, and keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, 
you'll have health like you've never experienced before. And everyone else who follows your lead will be blessed as a result of it. Because I you really want that for them that's too. That's true. Yeah. I so, believe it's true. Well, and the amazing thing is that Jesus actually gave us permission to do this. When he set his example in ministering on the earth, he gave us an example where he would go and um, go apart yeah. and be alone and reflect and be with the Father. And it was a time of reflection, and I'm sure it was a time of consideration yeah. because he was both God and That's right. man. That's right. You know, we see in the scripture. So God took on our limitations yeah. and lived with our limitations. And in so doing, he actually chose to set an example of this coming apart. That's right. And uh, really, in so doing, for those of us who like to get things done, sure. <laughs> yeah. gave us permission to uh, conduct self-care in yeah. our lives. I agree. Blessings on your journey. Uh, and uh, I trust that uh, you're able to consider some ways in which you can begin to nurture greater leader health in your life. Hey friends, thanks for checking out our episode of the Healthy Christian Leader Show. We pray this episode has encouraged you on your own journey of growing as a healthy Christian leader. If this has blessed you in any way, we want to challenge you to consider giving financially to support the work that we are doing here at Aaron Ministries. Your giving enables us to continue creating resources just like this for Christian leaders both locally and around the world. And so if that's something that you'd be interested in, you can head on over to aaronministries.com forward slash give to partner with us today. And another way that you can partner with us is by sharing our digital resources with pastors and Christian leaders in your networks. So if this content or any other piece of content that we've created has blessed you, we would encourage you to send it to a friend and help us spread the word about what God is doing amongst Christian leaders today. Thanks for checking us out. We can't wait to see you next time. Mm-hmm.